Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the men folks can't even grow. Okay, well, I'm, I've already hit the record of, button. Oh, you did? <laughs> I like ambushing you. That's I my favorite know. new thing. Well, I wish you didn't do that. Well, you know, so, I've got to have some fun here. <laughs> you're taking advantage of my weakened state. I know, you big baby. Okay, I am not, listen, yes, yeah, I am I, many things. <laughs> a big baby is one of them. I am not a big baby. I am I sick. I think I could poll a few people. And How sick are you? I'm, was I, that what it was? I, no? <laughs> uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen of good company in the yeah. I have been sick for the last couple of days. Uh-huh. I feel like poopy. Um, Wait, okay. uh, oh, hold on. God, his computer's all messed up. So I'm sick. Uh, I do not have the COVID. No, I, you don't. It's we. I we call it the Glurkus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this game. There was a game. I think it's called Pandemic or something like yeah, that. You were talking where you about create it. a disease, and it depends on if you make the disease a killer, then it dies quickly the disease is not strong or if you make it really can come uh, uh infectious then it's not very s- s- strong to kill people it, it's it, and he named the disease the glurcus well i get the glurcus probably once or twice a year specifically because i have a cpap machine uh-huh, and you and if you have a clean. cpap machine you're supposed to clean your cpap thoroughly well well i have the cleaner and i use the cleaner but i think it's a little hit or miss sometimes times yeah. and i you know just been traveling and blah 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 and also so, we're a little lazy sometimes <laughs> well that's true too but i uh Lassitude. i got i actually so i'm sickish and i actually we got back from the from the trip and then so i came home and i i call it a nyquil coma where you just you take so much cold medication that all you do is Sounds sleep healthy. well you know <laughs> And I could possibly grow all of that. <laughs> I understand nice. that, but uh, you get. I have been told on more than one occasion, and I think that the the, the general sense of the world agrees. If you are sick, the best thing for you is it's rest. Sleep. Absolutely, rest. counterintuitive to my friend Dick, who is in the hospital recovering from a coma. They were like, "Don't let him sleep. Keep him talking." Well, that's that's a brain injury, yeah. a head injury. So and all he wanted uh, to do was sleep. So over the last. Two or three days, I, I've basically only been awake about, I don't know, three or four hours a day. <laughs> well, you know, the show must go on. I know. And so Kevin <laughs> threatened me. He's like, I've got to come down. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So uh, so I apologize if my voice sounds a little off or I have to call or whatever. I, I, you know, we're we're under time restraints sure. and, and all those things. Yeah, well, our sponsors, you know, bang, bang, bang. And I then know. ABC's knocking on the door. Well, and eventually then there's that Netflix we're, special. Eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are, we're not, we, we like to keep uh, the product coming out once a week. So we're down here um, putting more in, a few more in the bank as long as he's home i feel that he can come down i know. And, uh, you know he's like i got i'm like oh god he just, <laughs> the, 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 that 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 20 mile that 20 mile journey from the couch to the basement oh just shut so up much, so. well you know but we, we let's just get going okay here. all, right, all so right, right for the record jack is sick but i'm he's still pathetic. he's still recording i'm a big fat baby yes okay thank you finally yeah. the truth will out <laughs> well i'm out of nyquil I know. Jägermeister works almost as well. The poor man's NyQuil. <laughs> Although, actually, man. I think ounce per ounce, NyQuil's cheaper. I think, no, I think Jaeger's way cheaper. Do you? I think a bottle of NyQuil's like, I don't know, six, seven bucks. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, a bottle of Jägermeister's 50. 
Oh, I was unaware of that. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, how much did you think it cost? I don't know. It's like Burnett's vodka. Burnett's nine, is nine dollars. I know exactly. How much could it cost, Michael? Nine dollars. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do forensic files. Forensic files. Extra phlegm on this one. <laughs> Season five. Season five. Make it sound like you smoke six packs of cigarettes a day. Brenda yeah. Vaccaro. Do a vent. Uh, You're Brenda Vaccaro for this episode. Playtex tampons. Yes, yeah. I'm Brenda Vaccaro for Playtex <laughs> episode tampons. Episode. 15. Episode 15. Time will tell. Time will tell. Picture it. We're, Picture on the it. English, <laughs> we're on the English Channel. We're off the coast of Devon. We're 60 feet down in the bottom of the ocean. It's July of 1996. How are we 60 feet down in the bottom of the ocean? Well, it's because that's where they were trawling. And actually, fisherman John Kopeck pulls up a body in his nets. It's called a floater, and it's never a good thing. <laughs> I can do one of two things here. I can pull this cod line, and he goes back over the side, and we go on fishing. Or we take him in, in which case the fish is going to be condemned. You're going to lose a day's wages. So now I actually said, like this guy. The way he said that. The way well, it's all condemned. All days were. I, I could, I could, I could undo the rig and let it fall back in the fall <laughs> back in the ocean, very or I fun. can bring it up. I'll have to call the coast guard. They'll declare the catch is no good, and I'll lose a day's wages. But That's... then he does the right thing, and we get a pretty elaborate reenactment. Brixham Coast Guard, this is a fishing vessel, Mile Carey. I've just hauled my gear six miles east of Tynmouth, and I've got a body in the cod ends. This is Brixham Coast Guard. Could you please stay at your position, and we'll send somebody out. He, he well, had... I think he did the reenactment. I think he it was did. Him. It was him, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they got the people at the Coast Guard. But that anyway, was really funny. So it's an unidentified male between the ages of 40 and 50. And we see a lot of pretty graphic autopsy photos. He looks very what not... What was he, weird to he's... me in the autopsy photos is there were sections that were blurred. I think they blurred his nipple. Uh, maybe. Did you see what I'm I thought that a couple of areas on him that... <sighs> Looked like they were blurred, where actually where some of his body hair had rubbed off and it just was smooth skin, no, and it looked like it was blurred. It looked to me like the nipple was blurred because I, hey. I was like, "Why did they blur his nipple?" Um, he's only been he's been in the water for about a week. It doesn't look like that. Like he's been in a, the water for a day. Think he's how hardly cold. It is. Yeah, yeah. But I would have thought like it's crabs or something would have gotten to him. It was refrigerated, but crabs. Crabs, crabs, fish. I've never had crabs. I'm a clean team. <laughs> so Brian Fernando is the uh, pathologist, and for the life of me, I cannot place that accent. <laughs> Did you, could you? It's not I, Indian. He was in, it's not he Bahamian. Was, he not... was something of, of an, Asian subcontinent. Some sort of an Indian dialect or something like that. Because when I first heard him, I started giggling because it was like... I it was couldn't... Like, it was I, I'm I, pretty I, good at placing had accents. The, okay, the reason I know this is I had some uh, landlords many years ago, and they were... He claimed to, to be Persian, mm-hmm. which is Iraq, right? And he no, was, it's Iran. I, oh, whatever, I know. And he that's my they, job. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. I'm the anthropologist here. But he, sociologist. He was uh, he was the, from the British Empire, mm-hmm. Indian. Mm-hmm. So his V's were W, and his mm-hmm. yeah. W's were V's. It's, I love it. Yeah, Vosh, uh-huh. Vosh for wash mm-hmm. and and uh, and that's and great. Velvet, you know, yeah, for velvet. No, yeah, yeah, it was it's very fun. interesting. I, I, it's it's fun to listen to. I think it's not as good as an Australian accent, but it's not bad. So there's a super funky tattoo on the guy's hand. The reenactment hand, the tattoo looks just like it. It's really good job there, Forensic Files. Do you think it was a reenactment? The reenactment hand, when they do the later, when it's like floating to the bottom of the sea, it's a reenactment hand. The one in the autopsy is real, and it's a god-awful. They do a reenactment hand. I didn't see, I don't remember. Oh, God. I'm I'm, 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 I'm giving away the back, behind the scenes of the good company in the car, (laughs) falling apart, because the producer producers aren't producing better <laughs> wait 
what? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, that is all getting cut out. That is all getting cut out. <laughs> that was funny. No, it wasn't. The good company of the car producers are producing it's somehow, better? It's somehow their fault that you're not paying attention to the episode? Yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. You don't think that's funny? <laughs> I think we are, except for that one guy who gave us a really bad review. He has these uh, uh, several... We're not going to give him any credit, but it's just something to work off of. Okay. Um, uh, so but, he, has seven, he has that really funky tattoo on his hand, and for the life of me, it looks like a tarantula that's been squashed. What did the guy say? He thought it was a constellation, or he thought he, it was he, stars. He didn't know what it was, and it's just weird. Right. When you finally find out what it's supposed to be, it makes no fucking sense. So he has several wounds on his body, but the most noticeable one, Kevin, is the huge gash on the back of his head. Ooh, and they had a picture of that. Yep, it and it clearly, it didn't kill him, but it knocked him out. And it's very easy Which to tell if someone, because... Go ahead. Why was it interesting? It was interesting because it just knocked him out. It did not kill him. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then the pathologist says it's very easy to tell the cause of death in these sorts of things because his lungs were full of water. So he died from drowning. Exactly. So he got knocked out and then he got thrown in the water and he breathed in water and he technically drowned, even though he got bonked on the head. So the only thing that was on his body besides that weird ass tattoo that I feel would have probably solved the case on its own, he has a Rolex watch. We it's, haven't discussed it, what the tattoo is yet? We... I'm sorry. We're okay. going to get to that. Okay. We're going to get to that. Uh, he has a Rolex <laughs> Oyster Perpetual Chronometer Watch. Yay, luxury! Right, yeah. And Rolex keeps extremely detailed records of ownership I of mean, Rolexes. I mean, I don't know if you peasants know that or not. I, I when, didn't know it. I knew that. And if you sell it, you have to let Rolex know no, who's no, bought it? No, when, when, when someone buys it, if someone uh -huh. buys it from you, when they take... Because you have to have them serviced. You can't take right. care of them yourself. Well, it made it sound like you, you have to like notify Rolex. Rolex no, you, you sell don't. It. No, you don't. No, it's like it's like a it's like if you buy a car and you sell a car. You the car has a VIN, and that VIN number is always put in when you have work done on the car, so okay. that they can trace the thing. So if you take it to an authorized Rolex, all right. Person, well, this this Rolex plays a pivotal role in solving the problem. But I think that that tattoo would have done it too. But Bill Schiller is here. He is author of Hand in the Water, which is about this case, and we learn about the exhaustive nature of Rolex ownership. Rolex keeps extraordinary records on their watches worldwide. Every Rolex watch comes with a serial number. It's hidden on the watch. But detailed records are kept for everyone who owns that watch forever and all the servicing records. The Rolex is... He was a douche, by the way. I, I knew you didn't like him. I didn't like him I knew you didn't. As soon as he came out, because he, he was, was kind he, of performing. He was performing. He was a little over dramatic, mm -hmm. And yeah, I did not care for him. And his very last soundbite, he finally tips his cards and says, a boot. He's Canadian. I, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very funny. So the Rolex belongs to Ronald J. Platt. And we see a photo of him, and he's kind of proudly showing the tattoo. And it's supposed to be a Canadian maple leaf. And I... I, I tell you, it looks nothing like it. It's black. It's got like 77 points to it. <laughs> it's nasty. It's not, didn't you think it was nasty looking? Well, I was. That's why. That's going to be the photo waiting. for the pod. That's by why way. <laughs> when we got to this, almost every Canadian that I know, uh -huh. I think, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really trying because I don't know that many, but almost every Canadian I know has a maple leaf tattoo. Okay. The interesting thing is this guy isn't Canadian. He's not. Robert this is the Platt? victim, Platt. Platt's not Canadian. He's born. Actually, when we see his birth certificate, he was born in Merseyside in Liverpool. But he... Well, then, why he, did he have a? He he gets there eventually. It doesn't make. It's part of this. This episode is so confusing, and this is another reason. This it was also very confusing. You're going to note because I'm sure I'll do it. Is I'm going to get the names wrong because there's it's two different men, but with three different like, names. I thought there was four. Uh, one, uh, yeah, two, 
Three. There are three yeah, different three names. Different, two and, two and different men, three different names. Referring gets, back and forth, and there's yes, it's very. And I, I kept going. Who it, is this guy? I, I will clear it up for you if you get confused. And he's uh, Platt is a 50 year old television repairman. He's How does he divorced. afford a Rolex? I don't know. He's divorced. He's not in touch with his family, and we keep seeing that photo of him. And I think it's in the Highlands. But he Platt was <laughs> very well put together. Well, in the yeah. pictures, yeah, he was well groomed, and they had him in positions of like fancy re- the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fancy no, he was like, He's well, doing you know, his being a TV repairman. Maybe, maybe that's a more glamorous job in the UK. Well, I, I mean, was thinking, because I was thinking, there's because, a there's a TV license. You know, if you have a TV, eat for each TV, you have an annual fee you have to pay to the government to have it. It's weird. I don't know if it's that way anymore. There, if you in the UK and in Ireland, if you have a TV, it used to be this way in the eighties and nineties. You had to pay like a fifty dollar, fifty pound licensing fee for each TV in your home just to have it. They tracked them. It was a weird like penalty or I fine. I've never heard of yeah. that. That, the summer we spent in Ireland, my dad wouldn't rent a TV or wouldn't buy a TV because he wouldn't, didn't want to pay that fee. So, so we didn't have a TV that whole summer. So funny. So, but it, my point is, is this this plat de- yeah. dude looked a little polished and he looked a little put together. That's what I'm saying. He Maybe it's like, a better gig. So he has, so, and so him wearing this Rolex is very interesting to me because- How much does a Rolex cost? Well, I mean, this was not a very, this was a- not what's a baseline. Entry, well, what's an entry level? I, I, a five thousand, twenty. My, how my, much could it cost? So, Nine dollars. <laughs> I don't know because it's not in my realm anymore. Back in the eighties, which is when this was happening, that oh, 90, that yeah. <laughs> Just that on. watch, I'm guessing, cost about ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, was... but it could be a lot less than that. You know, and then it depends on how he obtained it. Did he buy it new? He might have inherited Did he buy it. it. Used? Did he inherit? Yeah. And again, it goes back to those record things. If he's taking it to an authorized Rolex dealership or uh, uh, repair person, uh, this is this is how serious they are about that Rolex stuff. I I had a nice fake Rolex. Uh-huh. It was a really nice one, uh-huh. and I needed a link. Yeah. for the for the um, <laughs> <They> wouldn't service <laughs> no the the woman actually went like oh like and i said do you have links oh blah, 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 blah. and i'm like no i just want to buy the link well we blah, 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 blah. and i'm like well it's not real oh and i was like so you're it's not like, gonna sell a link they wouldn't sell you the link they wouldn't no she wouldn't even she wouldn't even oh my god give me credit as a human that's, being that's snobbery on a level yeah did you respect it <laughs> no i was completely offended i was oh, trying I, to give the i was a jewelry store there was nobody in the jewelry I, store i thought that level of elitism is, would kind of have dazzled you giving me you know giving me the Side brow, side eye. When I'm trying to purchase something, <laughs> piss me off. Okay, because so- I know the damn <coughs> the Rolex watch, the the real one. Yeah. look exactly like well, the one I have. Trying to protect her brand, you know. What? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Platt listed this guy David Davis on his most recent application for an apartment rental as a reference. <laughs> Constable Ian Clenahan, those British uh, TV shows you like with the cops and the constables. Yes. Is that like, there's one where it's in a village and there's uh, people are always murdering each other. And it's the two cops. There's He's the inspe- a DI. He's a detective inspector. What's it called? Midsummer. Midsummer. It's like the guy who was in Midsummer. This guy, Ian Clanahan, he looked like a Midsummer detective. I phoned David Davis up on his mobile phone number. And unfortunately, I told him about the fact that we'd recovered a body from the sea, which we believe to be his friend, Ronald Platt. Was he the one with the thing on the face? Yes. So David Davis is a 50-year-old retired Canadian financial advisor who is living in England with his 21-year-old wife and their two young daughters. Uh, Davis and his family live in the small village of Wood... 
the small village of Woodham Walter in a cul-de-sac called Little London Lane. Now, and if it couldn't get any more twee than that, I don't know what could. However, the fact that they were saying that they were, you know, everybody was saying his 21-year-old wife. Right. And yet the children. Uh-huh. The one daughter was... Two and the other one was one six months. Really? So wouldn't that be under the age thing? Well, there? she's twenty one and she was nineteen when she had her two year old. Mm. So you're allowed to have children as a teenager. I know you are, but if he is in the, hey, we, we, he would have been on the very on the cusp okay. of like, yeah, yeah. So um, the cops go to interview Davis and they knock on the wrong door. They knock on the neighbor's door and this happens. When police went to interview Davis in person. They made the mistake of knocking on the wrong door. The elderly gentleman replies, no, 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 this isn't Little London Farm. That, he says, pointing next door, that is Little London Farm. So Redmond then asks, well, is that where David Davis lives? And the elderly gentleman says, no, 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 that's not where David Davis lives. There's no David Davis there. That's where Ronald Platt lives. That's where Ronald Platt lives with his lovely wife and their two little children. I couldn't believe what he was telling me, you know. It was bizarre. The guy that I had thought was dead and had been identified as dead to me was in fact live and well and living in Wood and Walter. So the constable from Midsummer Murders is very confused, understandably. Why is David Davis posing as Ronald Platt? So they get Davis's phone records. I wonder which, if they would have known if they hadn't. If they known. hadn't done that, it still would have been like, like David Davis. And it's like, yes, it's like if he he would have kept up, if he would have answered the door as David Davis, um, how would the cops have known that he's that, actually living as Ronald Platt? That's what I'm, yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. So it's just d- good dumb luck that the cops did that yeah. and they were that's when the it starts to fall apart for them i this one blew my mind because as i've said in the past i can't keep the truth straight so if you're telling these lies with these different people and trying to be different yeah people, how do you keep it all straight and how did they keep it all straight you know they're actually know. pulling this apart so they get Davis's phone records, which clearly show that he had been in the Devon area around the time Platt went missing, and they have witnesses saying they saw those two guys in the village together. He was clearly lying to us, as well as using Ronald Platt's identity, and that changed the complexion of things. Uh, so I contacted Essex and told them to change the charge that they were going to arrest him for, uh, from check fraud to murder. So that was Phil Sincott, and they don't fuck around. It goes straight from uh, check forgery to murder. Uh, They organize a raid on the house on Little London Lane, and it's the morning of October 31st, 1996, Halloween morning. (sighs) And while they're at the stakeout, a cab goes by. Oh, my God. Pulls up in front of the house. Here comes Davis. He jumps in the cab. I, uh, Jack, what did he tell the cab driver? I, he, drive. I don't know. Because the cab this, takes off. So imagine, imagine the, you're a cab driver and you pull up in front of a house and a guy kind of rushes and gets in and says, drive, drive, drive. And then the police start following Yeah, and the, the, apparently If the you're cab, the cab driver, wouldn't you have just pulled pull over, over? And they don't. And the, cab, the cops have to actually run it off the road. And then they said they pulled out their big guns. I thought bobbies weren't allowed to carry guns. Well, I think that that's a... a Maybe that's just a beat cop it's, it's uh time the cops now carry them okay but it's, it was just it's funny because you you yeah. see it in the reenactment right and then off he goes i'm like you know get out of here the cops are after me all right mate <laughs> 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 fuck the cops yeah, exactly <laughs> 
So Davis, of course, is arrested. They the go back. Fuck the bomb. <laughs> they, um, they go back and get Noelle. They're going to take her in as well. They tell her she can fix a diaper bag. Now, before yep. you get into this part, yeah? I was so, so thinking she's an innocent in this. Mm-hmm. And then now tell what you're, you're going to say. Well, the cops are kind of suspicious. She's apparently taking a little too long to get the diaper bag together. So they search it and they find 4,000 pounds of pound notes and they find okay. five gold bricks. Okay, she's guilty. She knows. <laughs> oh, that's not anything. They get her They get her into the cop station. They go into her backpack or her, her purse. And they, have they find credit cards. For in Platt's name. Got, so she knew she's not an innocent. Everything's she's in, not an innocent. It's in Platt's name. They've got credit cards. They've got the birth certificates for the kids. And that name's Platt and his girlfriend, the, Elaine, the, the as the parents. Secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's where I but, saw that, but that Platt was see, born in so Merseyside. That's what I'm saying. So they break into your house and they allow the wife, the mother, to get a bag for the kids. She sticks a bunch of cash in there. Gold bars. No, no, no. <laughs> if she had just stuck a bunch of cash in there, uh-huh. that would have almost... Been- I don't know what's going on. Right. I had the cash. I put it in the bag. You're saying the five gold bars is what tipped it? The gold bars. She put gold bars in the baby's bag. I, you know, hats off. She was ambitious. I, but, but I mean, but but when we find out what's actually back at the house later and and what's, you know, in her purse. But but what I'm saying is, is that to me totally eliminates her. Oh, innocent. She's she's very culpable in all of this. Right. Exactly. So, um, Oh, let me just grab these gold bars. They were saying, why is Elaine listed as the uh, mother and Robert as the father? And she's like, well, I just used her credentials because when I was pregnant, I, I needed in, medical I care. I didn't have insurance. I thought yeah. in, in England, NHS, that it's public health. You, anybody can get access to medical care. Well, especially. That I don't know. I don't yeah. know anything about NHS. that. NHS. And Eddie uh, used to complain about it on Absolutely Fabulous all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to NHS. I don't pay these huge insurance premiums <laughs> to go to a public <laughs> hospital. <laughs> well, they, I mean, that's why. <laughs> they didn't want to go to a public hospital. The cops are also mystified by this 29-year age gap between the two of them. It just doesn't look right. So they You know just... what it is? I figured, I think, um, because uh, Naomi, what's her name? Noelle. Noelle. No, and then what's the name of the woman that she's saying? She Elaine. Is? Elaine. Elaine was an employee of the Yes, we find out that she company. was an employee of the company. So therefore, she had insurance through the company. Okay. And that's probably why insurance they Insurance fraud. Used... Well, that's insurance fraud, yes, but that's probably <laughs> that's why the they, least of our exactly. <laughs> that's probably why they used that so that she wouldn't have to go to the. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she could go to a, uh, have a better hospital experience. Normally, folks, I edit out coughs and sneezes, but since that, <laughs> since Jack has established that he's sick, I just can't keep up. I know <laughs> you're gonna yeah, have I'm to sorry. bear with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the cops double down on Noelle, seeing if she'll crack, and she does. And boy, oh boy, here we go. The police are mystified by the gap in ages. In fact, it seems like about a 30-year gap. She barely looks 20. He looks to be about 50. What's going on? They decide that they're going to bear down on her in questioning, see if they can make her crack, and in fact they do, and they find out something that surprises even them. Namely, she blurts out, he's my father. So yeah, that's her dad. She refuses to say who the father of the kids are. And when they go to the home on Little London Lane, they find a shit ton of evidence. There are Swiss francs, gold bars, British pounds, American dollars, keys to storage lockers, expensive pay paintings. And amidst all this, they find one little receipt. And this is the nail in the coffin. What? <laughs> 
Why? Why? Why would he keep it? Why? I don't know. I don't. Why would you keep that receipt? They find a receipt for seven items from a shop called Sport Nautique in Dartmouth, which is right near where the body was found. Sport Nautique. <laughs> Among the items was a 10-pound plow anchor. So the cops now go back so, to wait, fishermen. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So this is important. If you don't know what a plow anchor is, it's kind of in a weird way shaped like a fishing hook, as opposed to when you think of an well, anchor. Popeye anchor. Uh, right. It's got the it's got two it's got uh, Popeye anchor. It looks almost two. like a plow that you would put to to like plow up land. Exactly. But I want to I so they have to understand the shape of this. Uh-huh. A lot of anchors for, you know, small vessels are round don't have much or flat, fit, right? Yeah, don't have a lot of features to right. them. This one has a lot of this features to it. This is shaped like a plow, like a big fishing hook. And that's important okay. to remember. That's important to remember. So the cops go back to Fisherman Copac. Didn't notice the anchor till we actually got physically got the gear on board, until we got the trawl on board. And I didn't connect the two together until the following day. Yeah, so he didn't put the two and two together until the next day. And when pathologist Fernando lays the anchor next to the body, the wounds on the body line up perfectly with impressions from the anchor. So it's kind of showing that the anchor has been strapped to the side of his body. Well, yeah, they, and they at some point, if we're, are we going to talk about Oh, yeah, you're going to talk about that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> As always, <laughs> they're, they're throwing forensic around. <laughs> I'm going to emphasize that one to put an echo on it. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Um, forensics is thrown around left and right every episode. We just have to say that. We should say that at the beginning. They've been saying it left and right. But here is our first forensic metallurgist, who is somebody who specializes in the forensics of metals, right? Oh, my God. So they've discovered a translucent deposit on the belt, and they send it to the lab, and it's Alexander Grant, Ph.D., I worked with a sample from the belt in the area of the mark and a sample from the surface of the anchor. He's great. He's from Scotland. And Jack's always fascinated by how they use that. So now they have to figure out how this guy ended up six miles off the coast of Devon. So they contact Dr. Bob Allen. He's a hydraulic engineer to see if he can help them determine where the body went in the water. So he examines the tides uh, during the period that the body, they believe the body went into the water. But Dr. Allen can't conclude (laughs) any certainty that that's where the body went. And then we, well, you want to tell him what happened? poor doofus. He is obviously an intelligent man, but he just looks doofusy. He, he looks, looks like the part. Guy. He looks apart as a goofy tech, the goofy scientist. Maybe a, a he, roadie for He made Pink a Floyd. tank and he made a tank and he has he, glasses on and he's fully clothed and he has that big fishing hook that plow shaped anchor. anchor. Yeah. And he gets in this water tank and he slips it through the belt, his belt. But he puts his glasses in his shirt pocket. But he takes his glasses off and puts them in his pocket and of his shirt. He lowers himself in his big aquarium. And then jumps in the water. Awkwardly as fuck. And, and he just so kind of he exhales so his lungs don't have any air (coughs) 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 but he but then he gets in with his oh it was just it was so awkward it was very it was all a reenactment obviously it was was very clumsy it was very clumsy so they determined he was dumped where he was found which is very important i will say this from the other episodes we've done a 10 pound anchor for a body of that size, if it by the time it decomposed any more, that 10 pounds isn't going to be enough to keep a body of that size down forever. He would have floated eventually. 10 pounds is not nearly enough. After a body decomposes and those gases start, he would have he would have 
been a well that that's true but he didn't there was unless no, that water was way too cold to ever decompose well, that the body was, see that's why i think his body was in such good shape when they pulled it up i mean what's the the water up there isn't it it's not at freezing but isn't it no close it's to quite chilly though time? yeah i yeah to imagine living on an island you can't go jump in the water no Oof. no thanks exactly. that's like the uh north shore of cape cod like I, it, right. all that water it's too cold to get get in i've in been the, in cape i've been in cape cod yes. <laughs> in the in the middle of the summer the water the, the, the water's still cool it's not yeah. yeah it's not a it's nasty but um yeah swimming off the coast of england but so they uh they take the ski nautique bag in for fingerprinting Sport, and since it's a nautique. it's a porous surface they have to employ this special technique and for all the world it it, it sounds to me like a hint from heloise like, it, well you know, i think i think it's scooby-doo oh oh I, if you use super glue blah 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 uh, yeah well if you use super glue if you need to lift fingerprints off of a weird yeah, you yeah. know melt some you know heat up some super glue and blah blah blah, blah, <laughs> exactly. blah. and then empty egg carton is a great way to you know, organize sewing notions and daphne's you know? gonna get her makeup kit out and use, dorothy adams you know, wisconsin yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so the uh, but you like the way they do that stuff. So the well, thing no, I do. It's interesting that, because think of how, how how in the world did they figure that out? That, but the, we've seen them use super glue a bunch of times, right? And I think it's interesting that there's not a proprietary element. They just go and buy super glue, you know, because yeah. it's always like, no, it's got to be a five thousand dollar proprietary chemical. No, nope, just go down to the uh-huh. right aid and grab some. So they grab Robert Platts. They grab Robert. They grab. Davis's boat, which is the Lady Jane, and I'm assuming it's named after the Rolling Stones song and not King Henry VIII's wife, but maybe. But it's got that super 80s painting scheme to it, like pink and blue. Kevin's like, could that be any more 80s? And I was like, yeah. So they find a fingerprint and they find the hair. So the fingerprint ends up being Robert Platt's and the hair is as well. Since this episode is over 20 years old, the narrator, Peter Thomas, has to explain to us what GPS is. Police examined the ship's navigational device called a GPS, Global Positioning System, which records signals from three satellites triangulating the boat's position on the Earth. So the GPS on the boat was turned off three and a half miles from where the body was found on the day that they suspect the body went into the water. That was July 20th. So Platt's watch is self-winding. Oh, it's a Rolex. Do you have any self-winding watches? I, I don't wear watches anymore. I, I used, do. I used to have one. And if it doesn't move, if yeah. you don't keep it, it winds itself, or if you don't know, these self-winding watches, yeah. they wind themselves on your just body movements just, of moving out right. through the day. There's a mechanism. But you have to wear them. You have to wear them. And if you don't wear them regularly, you have to get a, a, a watch holder that rotates so that or, it will, Or be prepared to reset your watch every time you put it simulates on. Simulates the being movement. worn. Yeah, right. So... It's got about 40 hours of power in it it, once it stops moving. So it stopped moving on July 22nd, which is precisely 40 hours after when they speculate he went in. So obviously this guy isn't Platt, and he isn't David Davis either. I'm assuming they went to look up David Davis's birth records or whatever, and he couldn't verify David Davis, because that David Davis is a made-up person. They run his fingerprints, and they get a match for a fugitive who has been on the run for six years. We had a hit. David Davis came back, identified uh, in Canada as being their most wanted man, uh, called Albert Johnson Walker. So this was the first time that we actually know who who this guy was. So he's Albert Johnson Walker. 
Canada's most wanted fugitive. Unbelievable. Which means he his crimes probably wouldn't even put him on the top 500 so in the that's, US. So that, so that <laughs> threw another layer of confusion on it for me. So I'm looking for David Davis and Robert Platt, and then somebody's named Walker. And I'm like, well, wait, who was Walker? So I was very confused. Walker is in England pretending to be Davis. He's on the lam from Canada. Then as Davis, he knocks out Platt and takes over Platt's identity. So he's twice now. Oof. He's invented one personality and he's in, knocked off a guy and taken over his personality. And we find out how he's done that. But he's been married for over 20 years back in Canada. So he he's had been still married. married to now, the- he's still married to her because he just fled. Right. And he had four children and he had embezzled over $4 million from investors oh in Ontario. Some people lost their life savings. It was a big deal. So he's on the verge of getting caught um, on the pretext of going to Europe. <laughs> For two weeks, he uh, grabs his 15-year-old daughter, Sheena, and they split. So they've been living in England as David and Noel Davis for five years now, as husband and wife. Walker's calling himself Davis, and he starts running the same scam in London. So I, I, how how he gets the credentials to do this, well, I don't but know. Again, does does he have that for? Okay, this is never said. If he's got that four million dollars, mm-hmm. why don't you just? I wonder if his assets were fro- frozen when they found out he was embezzling. Well, they didn't know because all of his stuff in England now is all he's got gold, he's got cash, he's right. got art. Well, nothing's nothing could be seized if he gets caught again. Right. He can take that stuff and go. I'm I, just saying they must have seized his assets. I get. I I. I don't. I'm not smart enough to be. That has to be right because otherwise he wouldn't be doing this, right? Uh, he doesn't want to get caught because he doesn't want to go back to jail. But but imagine he doesn't want to go to jail for embezzlement. Yeah. that's the funny part. And that's the funny. That's the, the Canada's most wanted man is uh his, for embezzlement. His, for, for, from pretty much writing bad checks. Really, that's the, really. That's your biggest criminal. Canada. He didn't kill his family. He hasn't murdered people randomly on the street. <sighs> he wrote some bad checks. Really. Uh so. Walker, who's calling himself Davis, starts the scam and he hires Elaine Boys as an executive assistant. When he no longer needs her help, and they didn't explain why, he pays for her and her boyfriend, Ronald Platt, to start a new life in Canada. Well, I can tell you from my research. You want to talk about it later? Or no, no, do no, it now. no, 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 because so... It'll be too hard. He was doing so well at this... Uh, scam? At the, 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 the Davis name... Scam. Investment. Yeah thing huh? that they had had they had several offices okay so naomi working as an elaine. executive <laughs> wife elaine noelle's his wife his i'm daughter. sorry i'm so sorry so because i'm seeing their faces i'm yeah. seeing the frizzy haired girl with the glasses yep. that's elaine yeah and then as opposed to she looks right english she right. does <laughs> so elaine was an executive assistant so she worked at, like i said even though he was doing a scam, it looked very profitable mm-hmm. and it looked yeah, good. Yeah, he was doing well. So he had this person. So she may have been in on it. So she may have gotten a big payoff for them to go to go to Canada, right? And, and then because if they move to Canada, they can continue to use her ID in oh, okay England. With Platt gone, Walker now assumes his identity. But three years later, those two return from Canada to England, which is screwing up Walker's plans. And this is where it gets a little funky. But we'll keep going. On the afternoon of July twentieth, nineteen ninety six. Walker invited Platt out for a day of sailing. That has to be what it was because Platt wouldn't have gone with them. Would you go? I would have gone, but Platt doesn't know that Walker's onto him yet. Platt, I mean, Platt doesn't know that Walker is using his identity. And in fact, Platt thinks Walker's Davis. Platt doesn't even know that it's Walker. He thinks he's Davis. He doesn't know he's been using his identity. And before he finds out, 
That's what you they think. That's what the forensics file said. Okay. So he takes him out, knocks him on the head, Bonk. attaches that 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 anchor to him, throws him over, comes back in. What I want to know. Where was Elaine during all? Where did she? What did she not report him she, missing? There, there was. I, there's no. I didn't even find her in my research. I didn't find her. So. So two big mistakes were leaving on the wristwatch and not realizing the GPS had noted the location of the boat. So, not at the so that precise location, but in the if area. If you're a bad enough person to bonk someone on the head and yeah. kill them, wouldn't you just take their Rolex? Yeah, that was they just they said it was a mistake, you know, because yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about in terms of a if you're going if, like if I'm going to bonk you on the head and you're wearing a big diamond ring, I'm taking that diamond ring. Yeah, I think that what they were what they were saying was uh, what, I, my, what I got from the episode was he wasn't thinking. Clearly, that's going to tie him back, and he was just he kills the guy. He just and it, it, you know the guy's got a long sleeve yeah. shirts on because he, he had a long sleeve shirt on. He's not realizing the watch is there. He if he had seen it, well, he maybe he didn't know either. He too. would have taken it. He absolutely. He's used to taking people's money. <laughs> he sure as hell going to take a victim. So you know, you know. So that this falls into uh, one of those. You know those tests. You 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 know. Would you do this? Or would you? So you find a wallet on the street. Yeah, and it's got. I've done that. And it's got a lot of money in it. Didn't but it's have a also lot of money. got credit cards and it's got ID and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Would you return the whole wallet or would you take the cash out and then return the wallet? I would return the whole wallet. I found a wallet coming back from the metro back when I lived in Bethesda. Uh, it was it was one of those Velcro closed ones like the young people had, and it was for um, a young uh, Hispanic dude. Uh, and it had 12 or $13 and it had his ID. I went back. I wrote up a little note saying, you know, I'm here. It's this is my phone number. I found it. And I taped it right on the wall right where that was. And I waited weeks and months. I had that wallet for months. And eventually, you know, and I made sure that that sign was up for a couple of weeks. And I never heard from him. So I eventually spent the 12 bucks. So. What did you do with the wallet and the IDs? Uh, it was a nasty wallet and the ID. I don't. I don't know what the ID. Why didn't you just mail it to the address on the driver's license? There wasn't. It wasn't an ID like that. I think there was a receipt with the name on it. it. Didn't actually have a driver's license or anything in it. Or I would have done that. But I do remember going back with a sign and saying, "If you lost your wallet and it's this color and it's got, you know, tell me how much money is in it or whatever." But you know, dude, I tried. But if there was a lot of money in it, I would definitely do it. This that actually happened in our hometown. A guy was. Um, leaving the St. Michael's Bank, and he had just got out like $50,000 in cash. And Oof. a guy I went to school with who was a really good swimmer in college, he took the the cash. It was right outside the bank. He walked it right back in and gave it to the teller. And the guy, they were almost be able to stop him in the parking lot, you know? And the guy was going to give him like 500 bucks, and he said, no, what was his name? Oh, Tim I'd something. Anyway, yeah, you would? So this you would, is, Wait, wait, this wait. Is... You, 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 under your breath, you just said. No, the $500. <laughs> I would have taken the $500. <laughs> So, but I'm going to tell you a very bad story about myself. Right okay. And, and I'm, and I'm, uh, what is it? I'm, I'm, uh, Are you sure you want to share this? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, what is it? I'm confessing. I mean, uh-huh. This is a confession. So once, uh, I found a wallet. It was a woman's wallet, Hermes leather wallet. Yeah. And it had several hundred dollars in euros. Wow. And some American, several hundred dollars in euros and a couple, maybe like a hundred dollars uh-huh. in American cash. Any identifying stuff in there? There was ID in it and it was all African African. Mm-hmm. And there was no drivers, there was no official IDs, yeah. like a driver, but there was like some names and, and stuff like And <laughs> I did my damnedest really? to try to find this person because it was a significant okay. amount of money. Well, at least you tried. I did try, but. 
I'm I thought you were like you just chucked the no the, no, know, no you started using the Hermes wallet and you know bought yourself a nice fur. I I <laughs> <laughs> I did actually put an honest effort into trying over a period of time too because well, I, I even thought because it was some sort of a there was some sort of like a paper identification it wasn't yeah, like a driver's official, license right. to some office in Africa somewhere mm-hmm. and I thought about writing them and then I'm like. What, uh, you and enough's know, enough. An yeah. African, my understanding of the you know the way things work in Africa. Yes, oh, send us the money. You know. with a pretty broad brush. You're thinking of Nigerian scammers, <laughs> right? But but you know, but yeah, like, they're, they're know. like send it to us. We so, got it. Yeah. So after yeah. a period of time, I eventually took the euros and had them changed over. <laughs> and I felt really guilty about it, but I did spend keep the money. So. In July 6, 1998, in a rare occurrence at his trial, Walker's own daughter testified against him. They don't say what she said, but she did. I think um, supplemental research, she she told him that he told her to lie or whatever. So he gets the murder conviction. It takes the jury two hours. He gets murder. He gets life. She moves back to Canada. She's living quietly. She refuses to name who the the father of her children are. Right. Uh, They never explain why Elaine didn't report him missing her role in all this. And um, then we get this recap. Ronald Plan, the victim, is often forgotten. Uh, it was Ronald Plan, the one in a million shot of him actually returning uh, from his watery grave six miles out at sea when he was caught in those nets. The injuries on his body showing us exactly how he was killed and how the anchor was used to weigh him down. The piece of paper he wrote out for his reference where he put David Davis, the name of his killer, and his cell phone number, which led us to Davis. Everything really came uh, from Ronald Platt. His head hair that was found on the boat, his fingerprints on the plastic bag. He was showing us that he'd been in that boat and that boat had been used to murder him. It was really Ronald Platt who solved this case. And when he emerged from his watery grave, pointed his tattooed hand directly at his murderer, Albert Johnson Walker. And that's the story of it. Now, you did a little follow-up. I did a little follow-up. Okay. So the follow-up that I know of is there. everything that's written, there, there's been there's been at least three or four books written, one by the first wife. Okay. And there's been at least two or three TV, made-for-TV movies. And three. There have been three. The story has been written into several television shows. Yeah, yeah. Like, you mean, uh, uh, what's the one that they always... It's based on a real story, and it kind of alludes right, to that. Right, those kind of things, exactly. So this this story is not a you know an unknown story. The She completely it's confusing refuses, as fuck. She completely refuses to name the, the... And she refuses to let there to be tests done. Well, yeah, she's refused my, to turn any tests. Understanding of what I read about it, or from what I could find out, she was not happy about him being transferred to Canada. But that we we didn't even get to that. Oh, he we got, haven't gotten to that well, yet. He I'm got so transferred sorry. to Canada. He, he requested, requested to be, and re- she didn't want it. He's back in Ontario. He requested to be moved back to Canada so he could be closer to yeah. his family. But there's no chance. Yeah. Apparently, he's never getting out of jail. No, he's not. And but she said she's scared of him, and she's completely like flipped on him. And and, uh, and I thought is the speculation that he's the father. Is the, that the? That's that the, what I was trying to the say. Lurid. Uh, everything, all the books and everything. That's imply, the imply without saying yeah. that he's the father. Yeah. 
But I when you when you you flee yeah. the country with your teenage daughter and then you set up shack set up houses yeah, husband exactly. and wife it doesn't look good and she doesn't want to admit that yeah and oh, I well. thought and I can't she's a, find she's it the, now she's a victim I'm glad that they didn't go after her for any of this I, I did find that it uh, he that there was a possibility that he died in jail two or three years ago oh now I all of my stuff <laughs> all of my research look at the wiki page I know. <laughs> no, no, uh, he's no, still I alive look. I think he's like seventy something now his name's Walk right yep age 75 as of whatever but i swear yeah. to i swear no, i, I think saw he's still alive. it yeah but you know so he yeah he wouldn't be that old but that's the that one's a really i was two-thirds in when i was taking notes i had to start it all over i'm like i don't get where this is going davis is platt is davis why is who's davis it, platt it is and, far too confusing for it me. was very very when confusing when kevin started and, talking about this i'm like wait which one's walker they're yeah. all walker and i'm like wait yeah, what can, you know canada's most wanted criminal really? no bad checks, for bad checks. <laughs> blame yeah. canada anyway the next <laughs> blame canada anytime <laughs> well hopefully you'll feel better for the next recording I jack so. i'm sorry I, I cannot wait to go to bed go have a big slug of jaegermeister I, I know. since we I don't have any nyquil and yeah. you know welcome aboard the well, Jaeger yeah, train and, exactly. <laughs> and uh, okay well feel better au revoir babe. oh geez that's your, you do sound sick can't help it can't help it